My friends, I want to speak to you today on a topic. A change has come. We live in a time when there are changes made all over the world. The change in administration, change in government, change with leaders, change with individuals, even without any position or status of life. Change is what people are looking for. My friends, this is a turmoil because when man cannot get change, they move into other things. And then these other things cause other problems, domestic problems, mental problems, social problems, all because Man is searching for a change. Now, I don't care how many changes that man are going to make. There's one thing I can tell you, the greatest change that man can ever have in his life, that is a change from the inside to the outside. That change comes with man coming before God Asking God to wash his sins away. Asking the Lord to forgive him and repent. Turn from the wretchedness and from their sins. You get a change like that. You will be satisfied, my friends. Other changes will make you keep on changing and changing. And you won't be satisfied. The blood of Jesus Christ in your heart will satisfy a change that will spring up into everlasting joy. You won't have to search any further for changes, but you have found the right one. We're seeing here in the Bible, John chapter 9, a man that was healed from his blindness. Jesus passed by and he saw this man, which was blind from his birth. And his disciples decide that they are going to come together in a committee, like we see much of it around today. When something happened in our land, in our communities, we find a lot of committees to do investigation. And for all the years we're doing investigation, we still not and still refuse to come to the root of the problem. Listen to me, my friends. Many more things will happen. Many things that we don't expect to happen, happen. But the root of the problem, the root of all the destructions and all the social issues today and all the mental issues, the root of it is sin. Sin is a sickness. It is despicable. And until we put our hands on where the problem is, we will never get it resolved. Disciples come together as a committee coming to ask Jesus who did sin, this man or his parents, why he was born blind. 
If they were to ask me that, I would answer them. I would say this man didn't sin or his parents didn't sin. This man's problem came from the Garden of Eden. And I'm sure he wouldn't even know who is Eve and who is Adam. But they began the problem. He had nothing to do with it. He just become a participant of what Adam and Eve did in the garden. My friends, you today that are not saved, don't know Jesus Christ, even you, before you were saved, before you knew him, we were all partakers and participants of Adam and Eve's sin in the Garden of Eden. But thank God, as of today, some of us have found a way to change our lives by coming unto the Master, Jesus Christ, the ransom sacrifice, and admit our sins and our faults, our failures before Him, and ask Him to forgive us. So the problem was not this man did anything. Adam and Eve did it. In the time that the disciples could take in making a committee and asking, trying to analyze this blindness and this sin, that was not the deal at the moment. That was, should not be the question. The question should be, how could this man be healed? How could we resolve this problem? How could we prevent it, prevent it from happening again? We have these kind of questions that we need to address and these issues that we need to address in our own spiritual lives, our own lives. How can I stop doing what I'm doing? Not what made me do it. Not where did I do it. How can I stop this? Well, I can tell you how. If you find yourself in a habit today, if you find yourself living without a purpose, if you find yourself not satisfied with the way you're living, if you find yourself stuck and chained like a prisoner to sin, my friends, I can tell you how to get out of it because I did. Many others did. We came to the cross. We came to Jesus on the cross. We recognize him as our Savior. We recognize him as our Lord. We ask him to change our lives. That we may do better. That we may live better. That we may have a peace of mind. And more importantly, that someday we may reign with him. We didn't stop to try to figure out why am I doing this? Even when you find the answer, that's probably not going to help you because all of our specialists today and therapists are around telling you what caused this and how you are to change and what you need to do. Except one thing, my friends, they won't tell you your answer is at the cross. They won't tell you that your answer is in the blood of Jesus Christ when you applied it to your heart. 
They won't tell you that the man Jesus Christ makes a great difference in our lives when you accept him as a savior. They won't tell you that. They'll send you to all kinds of therapists and all kinds of specialists to help you to get rid of the problem. But they won't tell you that you have a problem with the soul, a problem with the heart. That's what man is suffering from today, a problem with the heart. And you go to the doctor, he can tell you what you need to do to be healed of the illness that you have. Same way you can go to a doctor and he tells you what you need to do and give you the medication. You can come to Jesus. He will tell you what's wrong. And he will tell you what is the medication for you for the heart problem and the soul problem that you have. The disciples ask a question that they really should not ask. However, Jesus answered them. You see, my friends, the healer was right there. The remedy for this man's sin was right there. He is Jesus. He was there. And the disciples were there. And instead of asking Jesus to do something for this man, they ask another question. They forget that the one who can resolve the issue with this man is here. They never focus on resolving the issue. They focus on what is the cause of it. Jesus said, Neither this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest. I want to tell you today, you may try to figure out what's causing you to be the way you are and what's causing you with the behavior that you have. My friends, even when you found out what's causing you, you could go right back to the same behavior after a period of time. But you can completely be cured of that behavior when you come to Jesus. So it's not so much what's causing you. It's what can I do to be saved? What can I do to be changed? What can I do to feel good about myself? What can I do? Your answer is in the cross. Your answer is in Jesus. And as Jesus said that to this man, the Bible said that when he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. If you were there and I was there, we probably would say, what a despicable thing to do and put the clay on this man's eye. We would say he don't need that. We would say that's going to make him worse. Just like our world is saying today, when you come to Jesus, they say you're a fanatic. 
They say you've made the wrong choice in life. They tell you get a life. But I want to tell them today, the greatest life that you can ever live is a life in Christ. There's no better life to live than to live this life serving God, knowing that if you die today, you gone to heaven, eternal home with him, but you don't have to wait until you die to enjoy anything beyond here. You serve him here. And if you don't have every material thing in this life that you want, there's one thing that you have that is above everything. It's joy and it's unspeakable and it is full of glory and the peace that passeth all understanding will rest within your heart. That's what you will have, my friends. Peace, it is something that every man search for. Everyone looks for that. They don't care what else they don't have or didn't have. They want peace. They will move and travel a thousand miles, maybe a million miles just to find peace. That's what mankind is looking for today. Peace. It only comes from God. Only comes from the Savior of the world. The Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. That's who it comes from. And this man was troubled for a while because he couldn't see anyone around him. People would talk to him. He doesn't know who's talking. He was blind. Now, he's going to get healed, but not in the way that he expected. It was clay. It was spit. Oh, God will use the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Some may say, may say to you, what save? Don't tell me anything about no save. Nobody is saved. And then you have others that say, all of us are going to the same place. Well, not all of us. And this same place is death. The children of God have an assurance that after death, there is a judgment and they will come and reign with the Father because Jesus said, I have gone to prepare a place for you and if I've gone to prepare a place, I'll come again and I'll receive you unto myself that where I am, you may be also. So we all are not going to the same place. You who know him will not inherit that place. You will not go there. You have another place that you go and that is hell. That's it's for the devil and his angels. And for those who don't know God. But Jesus have gone to prepare a place for his children. And he's coming again, my friends. We are going to caught up to meet him in the air. We are going to be in that place. A peace with the master. The clay was not feeling good. Neither was the spit looking good. This is what 
Jesus does when he is about to change a life. He takes something that no man could understand. Nobody would understand clay and spit to heal the eyes of the blind. Oh, no. No one. And so it is with this. The world does not understand today salvation to change a life. Oh, no, we don't understand that. We don't believe in that. We believe that if you do right, you will go to heaven. Absolutely not. Bible said you must be born again. You must change your life. You must be forgiven of your sins. You must repent and come to Jesus Christ, the Savior. I don't care what you think and all your philosophies surrounding salvation. You must be born again to enter into the kingdom of God, my friends. It's not what you think. It's not what your instructors tell you, what your teachers tell you. It's what the Bible says, what God says. It's on his eyes. When it's on his eyes, Jesus told him to go and wash in the pool of Siloam. And he went and he came back, seeing his eyes open. Now this call for attention, because his neighbors now are wondering what happened. Isn't this the guy that was blind? Isn't this him that sat there and begged? Is this the guy? Something must have happened to him. You know what happened here, my friends? That's what it is. When you come to Jesus and he changed your life, the change is noticed. Somebody noticed that this same man was blind at one time, and now he's able to see. Somebody noticed that he's able to walk clear and straight because his eyes are open up. Somebody noticed that he is different. It's how it is when you come to Jesus Christ, a change has come over your life. When you give him your life, you're not the same anymore. He does a work with you on the inside. The things you used to do, you do them no more. The places you, you used to love to go, you go there no more. Your behavior change, your attitude change. Why? Because you've been changed on the inside. My friends, too many churchgoers are very comfortable with going to church, but not change. They're stirred with the message that they hear from the pulpit, but they're not change. God's looking for change, people. People who have turned their lives to him. And there's a difference. That stony heart that they had, they don't have it anymore. They have a heart of flesh, a heart to receive the word of God, a heart for people, a heart for loving their neighbors, a heart for doing good to others. 
a sympathetic heart, a compassionate heart, a God-fearing heart. That's what he does when you change. You do not walk the same roads anymore. Your friends are different. You've now come into a company of believers, new community where people sing the praises of God together and love the Lord together and fellowship together rather than being at the bar, swearing and drinking, messing up their health. My friends, the change that God will give you when you come to him, it will be noticeable by those around you. They notice he was changed. They began, they began trying to figure out if that's the man. Yes, that's the man. That's you, young lady. You're just not the same that you were yesterday and two years and three years ago. You have changed. Your song is different. Your crowd is different. You have a new view of life. The things on earth here doesn't mean much to you. They're just stuff that are temporary and things that you touch on your way through. You are looking for a new Jerusalem. Your focus is on your Father, the God who lives in heaven. Things around you are just for a little bit. And you say to yourself, what I have, I have, and what I don't have won't mean much to me. But I have the most important thing in life. I have the Savior. He's a friend to you. He's a brother to you. He's everything you need because you're changed. And everything is different today because you're changed. Why don't you come to him? Why don't you come to him today for you who are not saved, who don't know him? never knew him you can come to him and you can understand that change that we're talking about it's a change that you will never regret coming to know the savior and lord of your life jesus christ the son of god pray for some of you today I want to pray for you that you may be saved wherever you are listening to this standing, sitting, driving your car just lift your hands up and say Lord I repent of my sins I confess you as Savior and Lord of my life. Change me today by the blood of the everlasting covenant. I want to be free. I want to be saved. I'm going to claim salvation now. In Jesus' name, amen.